This show needs more Nick Cage. LIW, The Walking Dead, and Fear the Walking Dead Review. Hello, citizens. Welcome to LIW, Fear the Walking Dead Review. I always am confused what to call this show. Episode 206. That's the show I'm reviewing called Psychut Service, which is Latin for like the deer. That's the best estimate I could get online. The internet doesn't fail you, right? How could that be? It doesn't lie. So, okay, I guess I, I immediately have to say, uh, as much as I loved being on the goddamn boat for a season and a half, or however the hell long it's been, they finally get off the boat in this episode. So there's a, um, thank you, thank you, makers of the show. Did you listen to my review show, to this show? Uh, uh, thank you. I just want to say thank you. That's, before I say anything else about the show, let me just say that. Um, this one opens with a church... They're giving out communion, um, and I couldn't tell what timeline you're in. You don't know if this is before or after the outbreak. You don't know if this the main cast is in the church. You don't know what's going on yet. And they start giving out the communion, and I'm like, ooh, I got a bad feeling about this. Like, they're all putting little wafers in their tongue, slow motion. Not slow motion, but, like, really emphasizing that they're doing it. I'm like, ooh, that's, this is bad. You're kind of like, is this, like, a weird cult, and they're going to kill themselves all at once? Not a cult, like, they probably want a cult beforehand, but, like, after the world ends, you kind of go, you know what, guys? Fuck it. Let's let's just do this. Let's get over with. Um, and it doesn't end there because they all run outside and grab guns. There's like this weird pile of guns on the ground out in the dirt. And I was like, was that just always there? Do they always just put their guns in the dirt before you go in the church? Because that's a weird policy. Uh, that'll never happen in America because someone just grab those guns and walk in. And uh, you'd be defenseless. <sighs> anyway, the... They all grab the guns, and they're like, they're going to go get this girl named uh, Celia. They're going to go kill this lady. That's why they're getting the guns. You don't really know what's happening yet. They're being oppressed somehow, I assume. There's going to be some sort of revolt, some sort of uprising. Thomas runs up in a truck. Um, you can't run in a truck, but he drives up in a truck. He stops them, and he's like, don't do this. This is stupid. Like, you're going you're gonna to get killed. You're going to get people killed. And then stop those. And then before he can really finish his speech, which is heroic speech, they all, all everyone in the church that was in there starts falling over, and they start bleeding from the eyes. And I was like, okay, well, there you go. That's, that's a little bit of a more delayed reaction than I expected, but there they go. And the priest goes, Celia did this to me. Did this to us. He wasn't being that selfish. He said to us, Celia did this. And then Thomas is like, oh, no. And then that was about that. Went to opening credits and then come back. I'm going to be very specific about this show. <laughs> Travis has to explain to Chris. You know how you can't explain to, explain, explain to a child that their children and people don't understand what they mean when they don't start off a sentence with explaining exactly what they mean? Like if they just start going, it made me happy. You're like, what made you happy and what are you how is that related to anything what what you didn't say what at all you didn't tell us a story before that you didn't say anything other than the thing a thing in the middle of the story you didn't you didn't say the rest it's hard to explain it to a child so it's hard to explain to a psychopath why they're a psychopath or how they're perceived as being a psychopath so he's like why is everyone scared of me and why is why is everybody looking at me like this is this is weird so Travis has to go 
they you killed a man who wasn't sick, so everyone's really freaked out right now. So that's why everyone's looking at you like that. And he's like, medicine said she believed me. And he's like, yeah, but here we are. And it's this weird moment, like father-son thing, where how do you explain to somebody that they're a psychopath and they need to be dealt with? And it's finally starting to happen where... This this is thing I hoped where they would create this villain, and they're starting to do it finally. Not finally; it hasn't been that long. But I like that it's a good pace. To be honest, I don't know why I said that. I just wanted to be negative. They they they're getting to it, and I'm like, oh, here we go. Yes, they're really sticking to this. They aren't chickening out. They aren't just gonna go. Well, he's magically better. I'm like, no. Once you're fucked, it's probably gonna take you a while to get better if you ever do at all. I don't know why he would get better in this world. Anyway, everyone on our boat. Whatever the hell the boat's name is, I forgot. It's been a while. By the way, apologies for the delay from episode 205 to this. I just been have been super busy with other things. Nick Cagecast started taking off. Shitty Movie Showdown is really starting to take off. Still working on Americant. It's just been this weird storm. I just caught up on American Horror Story. I'm officially done with season five, so I decided to tackle this in the same night. I just recorded seven straight episodes of American Horror Story Review. So let's keep this shit going. Everyone on our boat finally got the fucking boat, and I couldn't be happier. They hear shooting. Oh, excuse me. They're below the boat. They're not off the boat yet. What am I talking about? Uh, I am just so excited to get off the boat, guys. I just can't fucking wait. You know, dry land is, is very exciting for me as a person who doesn't go in the water. Everyone on the boat goes below the boat, below the, you know, the, the, the top layer. I don't know. I don't know. The, 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 the up above. They go down below. Whatever you, you call the up above, level one boat. They went down below that to the sub boat. I'm such a boating expert. You hear this shit? This is just pay attention. You don't even need to take boating training. I know all the boating terms. I'm like Donald Trump of this. I have the best words. They go down below. They hear this conversation happening outside where the people from somewhere are coming to talk to um, Luis and Victor. They hear, sh- they hear shooting up above. Finally, they go up there. They see Luis is shot. A couple other dudes are shot. Uh, Victor's still alive. Um, Daniel starts stabbing heads because he doesn't want to deal with zombies. He's the only person that's thinking ahead. Um, Luis is like, no, don't kill me yet. And uh, Daniel just wants to stab him in the goddamn head. Luis gives him a coin, and Daniel's like, no, this is nothing. And throws it in the water, and everyone kind of stares at him weird. And then they- he doesn't stab Luis in the head. Because I guess Luis, they consider one of his men. I don't know. I don't care. Fuck Luis. Luis doesn't matter. Um, Finally, this is when they get off the boat. Everyone gets off the goddamn boat. They walk up. They finally are in Mexico. They find a pile of these bodies outside of the church. I assumed it was the church people who were just dying a second ago. But then who killed them? I don't know. I don't know why these bodies are here. Who knows? There's a dog eating them. So maybe the dog... Um, is there like a some sort of OCD dog where he piled the bodies and then started eating them? He just has to have them in a pile first, so he he can you know guard the pile away from the rest of the dogs. Even though I didn't see any, and then soon they're attacked by the church members. And I was like, oh, these aren't the church guys in the in the pile. So everyone has to start swinging clubs and chopping brains and shit. And Chris has or Nick has to kill just a ton of kids. Everyone coming at him is, like, under four feet, and you you see it's really taking a toll on him. Daniel starts choking a kid. I don't know why he's choking a zombie. Not a good move. Um, 
he starts having these flashbacks to the war where he's choking a kid, I guess. And his his daughter has to save him, and she's like, oh, no, something's going on. Madison is tackled by a zombie, but Chris just sits there and watches. And Alicia's like, Chris, do something. And then she has to go save her mom. They both just stare at him for a second, and I'm glad they didn't just wave it off or just shrug it off, rather. They didn't just ignore it. So, and I like that. I like that they're not just going to take it laying down. Um, they're they're going to mention it in the show, and it's finally starting to, I keep saying finally, it's starting to pick up. It's it's getting good, this this character. His character has sucked. It's been a whiny bitch the whole season so far, and, and last season. But he's really starting to separate himself from the group, and I really like that, that they're doing that. The um, Victor takes everybody to the farm. Um, it's starting to feel very familiar to The Walking Dead, the original series. Um, you, for reasons we'll get to soon, just know that they're on a farm already. So they're really pushing the pace in this one to get to the farm. The first season, or the first original show, took a few seasons. Maybe that was season two when they get to the farm. I suppose it was. Maybe they're about the same pace. <laughs> I bet if you look it up, they're about the exact same pace, right? Anyway, everyone has to give up their weapons. Daniel has a hard time with this. Obviously, he's the only smart person in the fucking group. The only one who like has a knack for survival will do anything it takes to survive. That's just where Daniel comes from. I appreciate that. Everyone else is like, hey, here's my gun. Bye. I was walking in. Boop, boop, boop. Ooh, they have food. Ooh, corn. Um, sorry, I hit the microphone. Victor finally gets to see Thomas after all this time. And but he sees that Thomas is bitten on the arm, and he has a bandage on his arm with bleeding. And it's bleeding through in a comical fashion that you can see at the bite. You don't have to have any questions. You don't have to explain to the audience. They just know, and they stare at each other. And I'm like, oh no, I'm gonna feel myself like because I do get. I'm not a cold, emotionless bastard. I do feel things, and I like I liked Victor. I didn't at first, but with him, I with uh with Thomas around, and I'm like, I like him. He he has his moments, Victor does, where you kind of relate to him. And you when he looks in Thomas's face and they stare at each other, you're like, oh, this is real. Like they I wasn't sure at first if they were really like together, if they really felt anything, but now it's official. Like it's 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 on. And I'm like, oh no, there's a there's a tragedy about to happen because he is bitten. This is it's like it's going to happen one hundred percent. So we're gonna have to deal with this soon as an audience. Chris is walks in on Alicia. She's watching TV. I don't know, who fucking knows, like Three Stooges or some shit. I forget what she says. And then um, it's been a few months since I watched this episode. I just had to skim through it a second ago to catch up. But I, she's watching TV. He walks in and he's like, "We need to talk about what happened." She's like, "What happened is you you were gonna stand in there watching my mom get attacked. You're gonna let her die." And he's like, "It's not what happened. You didn't see what you saw was wrong. I froze up." You need to believe that. And she's like, what if I don't? And he like grabs her and forces her against the wall. And I'm like, oh, shit. Is he going to rape his kind of sister? What's he going to do? I didn't really think he was going to rape her. But I was like, what is he going to do? Is he just going to kill her like, right now? What's this, what's this fucking plan here? What's his exit strategy? I don't. How do you recover from this? He's becoming like an abusive boyfriend. He's like, I have to amp up my game now because now she knows I'm. I, if I back down now, I'm a pussy. She'll know that. She won't take me seriously again. So now I gotta like start hit, start roughing her up, you know. She has some, you know, dinner was late. That that's one punch. This shit's gonna have to get real. If if she tells Madison that I was gonna let her die and I didn't freeze up, if she tells her I that I didn't freeze up, I might have to hit her and maybe cut her after that. I don't know. Somewhere where 
you know, clothing covers it so nobody sees it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know Chris's brain. I'm not a psychopath. I'm not a psychopath. Nick meets Celia for the first time. Um, she offers him pasole. He takes it, not knowing what it is. They have this conversation about the dead and how they're still alive. And she kind of, you know, briefly touches on her views on things and how she, how she like, you know, we had our chance, blah, blah, blah. And this is what people are now. I don't know if she says that now, but that's what she says eventually. But she just, her and Chris have this weird connection to each other. Or not Chris, but her and Nick have this weird connection to each other. And I honestly couldn't care less. I, I like Nick's character. He's probably my favorite character. I just, I don't know Celia at all yet. They haven't really introduced her. So this is the first scene she was in. And she just kind of was staring at him. And that was about it. And I was like, is she going to seduce this kid? I don't know what's going to ha- happen here. Getting a really rapey vibe from this episode. The Let's see what happens then. Uh, Daniel is losing his goddamn mind. That's going on. That's fun. He is sitting there in a room, just like on the side of the bed, or in the corner of the bed, and Ophelia walks in. She's like, you want to go eat? And he's like, no, oh, I'm good. You hungry? Yeah, I'm hungry. Oh, that's good. That means the infection's wearing off. And he's just kind of smiling, and he's like talking to his dead wife, and Ophelia's just like, oh, shit, here we go. And they're cutting right before this. Uh, Victor and Thomas are sitting there cuddling in bed. Now Thomas is looking pretty shitty, looking real shitty. And they keep having these scenes back and forth they're throughout, this, throughout this episode where they cut back and forth and they're just in bed together and they're adorable. And I'm like, these fucking guys are adorable. I don't want to watch anything horrible happen to them. Why do we have to watch this? Like, this isn't fair. It's not fair <laughs> to be so invested in somebody that they barely shown in this show. But Thomas has barely been on it. And I have to sit there and be like, oh, no, because it's going to affect Victor later. And Victor's important to the group. Um, Madison finally um, tells Travis about Chris and how she how he threatened Alicia. And Travis is kind of in denial at first. And then he's like, I was there for, for Nick. Why didn't you? Why can't you help me with Chris? And she's like, that's what I'm trying to do. He's like, this whole time you've been blah, 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 blah. Who cares? Travis is the least important main character in a show. I thought he was going to be the main character. He's barely been on the show. Point is, she just wanted to, like, bring it up, I guess. And he's like, nope. I was like, dude, you got to deal with this at some point. And, but also in the scene, he kind of goes, how do I do this? How do I deal with this? And she doesn't really have any answers because there's no right answer. Because the only real answer is we take him out back and, like of mice and men, we shoot him in the back of the fucking head because he pet the bunny too hard. In this case, he he pet Alicia too hard and now we got to shoot him in the back of the head because he's a dangerous monster now. That's just what the reality that we're living in. They need to do that to him. Um, Daniel's outside. He's, he's walking around. Um, excuse me. Um, he sees a kid putting this animal into a chute, and then he sees this kid talking to somebody, so he walks up, and he's very curious, and he's, he's just in, like, everyone else is kind of, like, in comfortable mode for the most part. I mean, there is concern about Chris, but they're also kind of just laying around, lounging around, sleeping, and Daniel's just like, I'm going to do the rounds, make sure we're going to survive tonight before I go to sleep because I'm smart and I'm going to survive. If my mind holds on, I'm going to survive not well, but I will. I'm going to talk as Daniel the rest of the show. 
But he sees this kid talking to somebody. And he's like, who are you talking to? And he's like, nobody. He's like, it's, you can tell me. And the kid's like, my mom. I was like, that was easy. Well, kids are easy to interrogate. You don't even need to torture them. Jesus, Daniel, how Dan, is Daniel able to hold, handle this? He likes to torture people. I don't know. So he, and he comes around the corner and he sees that there's a bunch of zombies and there's somehow they were silent when he was just around a, a see-through fence. They were completely silent. And then the second he got in front of them, they were all loud. And it wasn't because they saw him because the kid was already there, so they would have already been loud. Whatever, it doesn't matter. I realize it's for suspense, you know, suspension of disbelief. That's fine. Um, lots of zombies there behind bars, like I said, and you realize it's, it's the new barn. Welcome to the original series. It's, the, it's Herschel's barn. And this is keeping people, um, corralled just because they knew the people, I guess. And then Daniel asked Celia about the zombies and her excuses. They are, they're still people. They're not dead, blah, blah, blah. They're people that we know. They're farmers here. They're, they worked here. They're, they're family. Um, I have a lot to say on this, but we will get there in the next episode, I feel, when I can really unleash that can of worms. Um, who's canning worms, by the way? Who's canning them? I don't get it. I know it's those things, those, those, those pranks, right? Is that all it is? Are those based on real cans of worms? Because who puts them in cans? I don't get it. Anyway, she's preparing communi- two communion wafers for Victor and Thomas. You kind of realize this. I was like, oh, shit, this isn't going to be good. Victor's got to go out with him. And then she goes into the room, and she tells Victor, you know, that at first she didn't really approve of him, and then because she's protective of her sons, but then she she was wrong, and she's grown to love him. And he gives her this, like, triple take, where he's like, what, what, what fuck you, bitch. And just, like, this weird moment where I love, I love the actor that plays Victor so much because he gave her just, like, he gave her a thank you politeness, but also said, go fuck yourself in the same look. And I was like, yes, that was, that was great. Um, Madison is with Alicia while they're sleeping, and Travis is with Chris, and he, apparently he sleeps just sound, very soundly. He just can sleep through anything because Chris sneaks out and grabs a knife right by Madison's bed. And the gunshot goes off, and they both see Madison and Alicia see Chris standing there, and they're like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Like, and he's like staring at the knife, then looks at them. And he's like, "Oh no, what happened?" This is, so, and it wasn't like a moment where, like, in a, in a comedy where the guy is has a stain on his pants that a girl spilled. A girl spills something on a guy's pants, and then she's like, "Oh my god, let me clean that!" And she goes to start cleaning it, and he's like, "No, no, don't clean it. Stop it, stop it!" And then the the guys. Wife comes in, her girlfriend, and then she's. They're like, "How could you?" And he's like, "Just not what you think." It's it was. It wasn't one of those moments. It was he's actively trying to silence these people, and he saw a knife, walked into the room, grabbed a knife, and stood there, it, but didn't get time enough to think about murdering them, like actually going through the motion. But he was definitely four or five steps into the process of killing them. So what was he, he, but he gave him a look like, whoa, it's not what you think. No, no, it's clearly what they think. There can be no other explanation at this point, unless you're going in there to sharpen their knife or make it look pretty as a favor, one of their birthdays or something. But maybe you go ahead and wait for this to calm down when they trust you a little more. Maybe you, your timing's a little off on this. Maybe this is what makes you a psychopath. I don't know. Think it through a little bit. I feel like no, no thought has been given but enough thought was given where he was laying there in bed with his dad and went, 
you know, I can't sleep. Got to go deal with these two. Got to go. Maybe I'll go talk with them. Better grab that knife just in case shit goes awry. Maybe they don't want to talk at four in the morning. I don't know. Anyway, the gunshot that interrupted him and made him see Chris is, I almost said Seacrest. See Chris is that, I can't stop thinking about Ryan Seacrest. Huh. The gunshot was um, Victor shot Thomas instead of letting him turn into a zombie and killing themselves both. They decided that, he decided that he would just kill him because it was obviously the right decision because, because obviously, I don't even need to finish that sentence, Celia, or, uh, yeah, Celia is a scary person uh, with with bad with bad ideas and a misguided perception of reality at this point. Um, anyway, the the show ends. The episode ends with Victor sitting there with Thomas and just kind of zooms in on him slowly, and that's the end of it. And it kind of shows the next next week on next week on the mid finale, whatever he says. Um. And I was like, oh, that was a good episode. They, they introduced new characters. I, I'm not really on board fully for Celia. She doesn't really have a whole lot to do yet. Uh, I have seen the next episode, 207, already. Um, so I know there is a lot more coming, and I do like her. That's why I'm saying I like her. I like she's interesting later. She's Even if they're wrong, as long as they're interesting and they're bad in a certain way. Uh, here's the thing about life people nobody really thinks they're the bad guy that's that's pretty much true all across the board nobody really thinks they're doing the evil thing if they did why would they do it they justify it in their own brains it's always going to happen it always has so i like when a villain has a point and it's not ridiculous like celia's point is all she really wants to do is keep these zombies alive if you can use the word but to her it is alive in this cage because they she knew them they were nice or whatever but at the same point, she hates, she understands that people are one step in the evolution and zombies are the next. So that's why she didn't really think she was killing those kids in the fucking church in the beginning. So it was, that's what I'm saying, she's misguided. So she basically killed those people so they would become zombies, which is the next step in the evolution for her. But if it's, she really feels that strongly about it, she would kill herself too. But and just everyone else around her. So how strong are her convictions if she's not going to do that? It really makes you realize she's full of shit just across the board. So whatever. I guess that's just how she feels about it. She's wrong, obviously, just because obviously. I don't need to explain any, any more than that. My point is you either are fully on board with this being the next step, everyone needs to die, or... Let it be a process. Let it all happen. I think she killed the church people because they were coming after her, so she decided, hey, since there's still people afterward, I'll just deal with them this way. I'm sure that's how she justified it. But if it if you're meant to die and become a zombie, then what's st- why would you stop so hard or, or take such drastic, drastic measures to stop them from killing you or coming after you? if you don't really value value life that much because you still think zombies are life. If that makes sense, that'd be great. I hope that did. Um, yeah, I'm going to head out, guys. Um, check out lawstudios.com. First of all, if you have any questions, comments, emails, concerns, dick pics, send them to loiteringinwonderland at gmail.com. Maybe no dick pics, okay? Maybe not. I might have to, to take that back. Um, I'm going to redact that statement. 
Um, go to LAWstudios.com. Check out all the shows there. They're fun. Um, go to LAW Studios, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Loading Wonderland on Facebook. Check out our show on Stitcher, iTunes, and YouTube. Subscribe, rate, review. If you could do all that, it'd be great. Sponsors see that shit. That's how we get, we get we get rated and sponsored. That was very boring, and I apologize. I'm going to talk like this the rest of the episode. Seriously, guys, I really appreciate it. Please comment, review, and one of those two. I don't. I guess they're the same thing, right? And you know, you know, do the thing. Do subscribe. Definitely subscribe, especially on YouTube. I need that. I really could. I really could use it. I'm, I'm, I'll suck your dick, man. I'll suck it. I'll suck it real hard. Anyway, guys, I'm very off topic now. Um, yeah, I'm gonna head out. So until next time, and in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. So long, citizens.